You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Pele was named as Japan's first educational ambassador for erectile dysfunction. as football Tom does backs the nation from Kiss podcast in the mix coming at you fast strange football it's from the past bringing you those warty facts grab a nail sit back relax guaranteed you'll have a blast email in we got you facts there we go <laughs> how's about that then yeah I, I, I think we were all a bit nervous when you said I've got a wrap for this week's podcast but there you go I nearly sang a Christmas song at one one of the episodes I was going first on. My 2am sleep deprived, trying to get Jack to sleep, mind wasn't as bad as it could have been. No, as you'll both attest, I've come up with some odd thoughts while sleep deprived. So it's, um, you know, it comes to us all, I suppose. Me, monologue about Piglet was odd. Mm. What was that again? I was wondering what Piglet's pronouns were. Oh yeah, <laughs> kind of. I think Piglet's but... definitely a they. Yeah, um, yeah. Which Whereas is fine. He's very, it, you very, know, very queer coded. Yeah, I mean that's fine. This podcast isn't for or not for anyone, so that's cool. Mm-hmm. But, um, we re- we, we just... respect all the gender identities of the woodland creatures. <laughs> the pigs live in the woods. Piglet does. Piglet does because he doesn't conform to, you know. Norms, Ge- gender norms. Roles and norms. Mm. Right, let's get off this quickly. <laughs> yeah, really, really quickly. <laughs> so yeah, we're here for the festive special. I have a question. When is oh, it no. too early to take the tree and the decorations down? Tomorrow. I'm doing it. Yeah, I think we are. I won't be doing it tomorrow. Because I think... And I won't be doing it New Year's Day, because New Year's Day is a write-off. So I guess um, the earliest you can take it down is the second, really. Yeah, but then Western are at home on the second. And I was going to go, so 
if, but saying that, if I if I can use that as my bargaining chip, I'll take all the stuff down and put it in the loft, and then I'm going to football. That might work nicely. Hmm. Yeah, I think I'm doing a similar thing with doing the big food shop bank holiday Monday, 10 a.m. Quickly drop it off and then train to the football. Nice. What game's that? Well, hopefully, Widness versus Mech. Ooh. It's it's the one away day of the year. Can guarantee getting a ticket because it's like twelve thousand seat stadium. More away fans than home fans. Yeah, I think we've been given like the whole main stand. But yeah, it's not a great sell on the day after New Year's Day when people are skins recovering. You know, miserable. Yeah, the the big three. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> how, about, how about you, Tom? Where are you showing your face? Um, well, I'm going to Swindon Wildcats versus Br- Bristol Pitbulls tomorrow. Yes. B- bit of ice hockey, bit of a bit of a derby. Um, mm-hmm. I think it's basically sold out. I have no idea how many seats are in the uh, Swindon Murder Dome. But yeah, should be good. It also means you've drawn level with me on two rinks. Yeah, I don't. I don't think rink hopping is really as fun as ground hopping because they're. You've, once you've seen one ice rink, you sort of seen them all. I suppose it could be a thing. Well, we should start that. Get some flags made. <laughs> yeah. Now, let's not do that for now. I think what we should do is we should start off with my festive treats for your life. Good heavens! Ooh. You, sh- you shouldn't have. You really, really shouldn't have. So what's going to happen is, as it's our festive wind down or New Year wind up, depending on which way you look at it, what we're going to do is I've got five topics for debate and you're going to both open one of the five presents and be presented with a topic or a challenge or a question. And that's going to be the episode on the whole. Sweet. Freestyle pod in. This is um, going to be some kind of like wheel. Well, I haven't got a wheel. I've just written down numbers one to five and you just pick one of them. Um, tell you what, Tom, as you spike up first, you can pick first between numbers one and five. Uh, three. Sock it to me. Three. So do you want to make some sort of scrunchy noises that you're opening a present? Uh, yeah, one moment. It's not really That's an good. audio feature, is it? <laughs> Have you done it? Yes. Did it not come? Did it not come over? No, I'll probably add a sound effect in. Yeah, I was about to rip it up, but it's actually um, an envelope I need for my life insurance, so I better not. <laughs> <laughs> so you have opened present number three, which was an invite to room one hundred and one. Is, is it a thing where you get to remove three things that you hate from existence? Kind of, yeah. So what okay. we're going to do three is... Three isn't enough for me. As you know, we all love going out to football grounds and having our nice days out. But naturally, as ground poppers, we also like to moan a lot. So what me and Baxter are going to do is we're going to challenge you to think of just one thing that you want to put in room 101 when it comes to things that grind your gears on a match day. Me and Baxter are going to decide if we're going to accept your suggestion. 
Very well. Can we have some like thinking music? I can do my rap again. <laughs> no, that's fine. <laughs> what do I hate on match day? Maybe it's football itself. Is it too on the well, nose to say VAR? Well, VAR, VAR isn't really a problem for me. And also, you wouldn't really have to make an argument for that on this podcast because we'd just, uh, yeah, next no. question. The only games that I've ever seen VAR is, is the telly. I think it, it does ruin the telly experience, but let's not get into that. Um, I hate it when we've had this a couple of times when you get to a ground and it's not and the bar doesn't seem to be open, but then they open it like with three minutes to kick off, but they only have cans. I mean, that's quite specific. <laughs> so the thing you want to throw into room 101 is bars it, it, that aren't open early and don't have draft. And then they've, the just same got time. Like, they've just got like a pint can of Carlsberg for £3.50. Mm. Then I... Sad times. Last year, it's, you just reminded me by saying that, I, I took my future father-in-law to Western for his first game in like 30 years or something. And um, on New Year's Day, it was last year, and it was a bit of a local derby. They played Taunton. Mm. It was a local derby. And uh, they didn't have the outside bar open because they didn't have enough staff. So they just had the inside bar, but didn't tell anyone. So they just, like, everyone went to the outside bar sort of milled about for a bit and then had to go and queue in the other one, which was like, the queue was stupid because everyone was trying to get into it. And I presume they were down on some staff as well. So I, I feel your pain at this. At this uh, poorly, this poorly signposted bar arrangements um, and cans of supermarket lager. Yeah, with all, all of them that say multi-pack, not for sale. Yeah. <laughs> So here's a follow-up thing then, because at Stafford Town, they only do bottles of Bud, like you say, £3.50, and half the time they've only just put them in the fridge because they've got a tiny little fridge, so just lukewarm Bud. Now, when I go to that ground, what I tend to do is buy some nicer, colder cans and just take my own. Is that... Do you think that's wrong? No. no. They're probably low enough <clears throat> that it isn't wrong i mean you couldn't do it at wembley for example but <laughs> it's at stafford town i'm saying that you want to try and give your money to the club as well well that's the thing but i'd happily give the money to the club if they would serve in a decent beer yeah even if even if it's a bit overpriced it's only been this season that western have got on that outside bar um a decent beer that i is worthy of the name they started selling shipyard which i like previous mm. that it was just some fizzy fake italian crap <laughs> Which, you know, you drink because you're there and, you know, if it's that or nothing. Yeah. But, yeah. Beer. Improved beer, guys. That's what we want. If any non-league clubs are listening, we want beer. Yeah. Well, I think... Blue is in the name. Yeah. I mean, that, that's got to be a resounding yes. Specifically bad bars at non-league grounds, I think, is what we want to sort out. Then Is that what you're saying, Tom? Yeah. I think, yeah, that, that condenses it quite well. For a lot of the time, like a non-league club will live or die on its bar. Mm. Right, I can go to a like fairly insubstantial ground, but if I was a nice clubhouse, then I'm like, okay, this was this was actually, you know, not a waste of time. But by mm. contrast, you could go to a ground that's like quite interesting and then they've just got a pokey little side room where they're selling cans. So yeah, just basically bad bars at non-league. Yeah, I'm happy to throw that in if you are back. Yeah. 
get in the room. There you go. So the first gift Tom has given us better bars at non-league football. Enjoy that on Bank Holiday Monday, everyone. Mm-hmm. I mean, it'll probably be Tuesday when we release this, but hopefully you will have already enjoyed it. I like. I couldn't get. I went to Bridgewater United versus Cleveland Town on Boxing Day. It's a fantastic game. It's really fun. But mm-hmm. like, I, I know people are away for holidays, but like, it was just impossible to get a drink. Yeah, I think they only opened the main bar at Stafford Rangers on Boxing Day and there was like 1,200 there, which is the most that's been there for ages since I've been going. But it wasn't... The thing is, though, they had like six staff and it's quite a big bar, so it kind of yeah. worked. But you were just thinking, why haven't you opened the other two bars? <laughs> you've got like, you've got triple the amount of people here and they all mm. want to give you money. Like, you know. Yeah. Know. yeah. They're right. not volunteers, but still. Yeah, exactly. They're not the volunteers, but get better volunteers. <laughs> <laughs> right, let's move on then to Baxter's gift. So, as you've seen, Tom has delved into my stocking and Wait. has <laughs> removed one of my five goodies. So, now it's up to you to pick a number that is not number three. May I have number one, please? Yes. So, so I'm giving you, Baxter, the opportunity to score the best goal ever but for your Christmas present. What do you think about that? Yeah, it's, it's a nice one, isn't it? Because it kind of touches on what we talked about um, on a recent episode about completing football, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, as in, you always have that sort of fantasy when you're growing up of whether it's scoring the World Cup winner or something like that. So, um, yeah, are we talking the scenario it's in or the actual act of scoring the goal or a bit of both? Well, the reason it came about, as we as we all know, Pele has recently passed away and it got me looking through some of the articles. Obviously, you know, I'm not going to go into it too much. Some obvious, amazing feats of football and some that are potentially, let's say, before the days where it could or could not be proved. <laughs> yeah. And one of the things I came across, which was an article by www.givemesport.com. <laughs> I want that domain. It's called Pele's Greatest Goal was digitally recreated based on his description. Right. It's one of the goals that he scored against his nephew in the back garden that he once counted. No, no, it's against Juventus. Oh, okay. And Why was what, 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 in what, in a friendly, clearly? I don't know. Because no one saw him play, because there was, as you say, none of the games were shown back then, and he didn't mm-hmm. play for anyone we, over over in Europe. So, this is the yeah. thing, like, can I, can I, if I can just one be one sidetrack and two maybe be a bit daft. Everyone's like, oh, yeah, he was the best player ever, you know, blah, 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 blah. And obviously everyone's, everyone would have seen him play at World Cups. But the vast, vast majority of his career, like in the 60s and 70s, when he'd be playing in Brazil, n- no English sports writers have ever seen him play in the league. So, like... Yeah, it's it's hard to, other than to do that. I mean, now is probably not the time, or when the news was announced. It wasn't oh, yeah. gonna, I wasn't going to start commenting on articles calling them a fraud, but you know, it's um, 
it's, you're I'm right, not saying he, I mean, obviously he was brilliant, but like I just don't know that people really knew anything about what was going on in the Brazilian leagues in that, those days. Yeah, we can at least ask people who may have seen Maradona or Eusebio or, or them them lot play. Um, and I suppose it's easier than ever now because every little thing is available at any time to, to watch, isn't it? So, um, mm-hmm. yeah. If someone in, Mongo- in Mongolia does a good goal, you're probably going to see it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So so anyway, going back to the gift. So basically mm. what happened was Pele was asked to describe the best goal he ever scored because obviously no one saw it. And they have digitally recreated it with like, you know, modern day computer technology. It looks a bit like FIFA, but but I'm going to screen share and show you this goal. And even with all your imagination, I think you'd struggle to come up with this with this goal. <laughs> you both need to see this goal. Right. Can you both see the screen? Yep. So we're about to watch. Yes. Pele's greatest ever goal. As described by Pele. Yes. The right bit back or right wing back or whatever gets it. Pops it into Pele. Pele dinks it. Dinks it. Dinks it. Dinks it. Goal! It's such a great goal, isn't it? I mean, look at that, the way he turns him. Dinks him. Dinks him. Thinks the keeper <laughs> and then just pops it um Do you yeah. know, I think I think if he'd have sort of just toned it down a bit, people, <laughs> people would have believed him and there wouldn't have been a problem. Like, do you remember when Major Charles Ingram was on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire and he cheated and he got all the way to the end and won it? And if you watch the, the footage and then the sort of documentary they did fairly recently with Michael Sheen and a few other people in it. Um, you can hear it's obvious something's going on. He got greedy. If he'd have just took a quarter of a million or even half a million, it probably wouldn't have even got looked at. Hmm. And I think it's the same. If he hadn't have like chipped it over a third defender, then kneed yeah. it up to himself and headed it over the goalie and then controlled it on the other side. It's like, come on. It's very much, you know, I do have a girlfriend, but she goes to a different school, isn't it? You know, it's, it's, it's one <laughs> of them. She lives in Canada. Yeah. Yeah. So, so what I'm asking you, Baxter, is you you're about to die, right? I'm sorry, I'm about to kill you off as well. Mm. But and you're being interviewed by the Bootle Gazette, yeah, about you know your your high days playing back home as a youth player. And it was this goal that you scored, right? But obviously, you know, being in the '80s and it was youth team football and all the rest of it, there was no there was no cameras, there was no dads camcording it so the only way we can live your legacy and what's possibly your only ever goal as well after a recent admission of Mm. goals the one goal you did score was apparently the greatest goal ever scored so i'm going to ask you please to describe the goal so i'm glad you clarified that because i thought that I was about to die as I sort of took this shot or after the game or something, but this is just me reminiscing on something. That, that's okay, then. I wouldn't like my impending death to have affected my, you know, striking the ball. Yeah, just be, be wary. There might be a knock on your door in about eight seconds. Yeah, true, true. I'll be vigilant. You see, 
part of football for me is when the players do something that you just can't understand that they, how they've done it. You know, I mean, like there were certain players who just sort of made their name by being incredibly hard running and just sort of chasing everything and sort of charging around. People like Tevez come to mind and um, the Korean guy played for Man United. I can't remember his name. Park, was it? Park Ji-sung. Yeah. And they, they were good players, obviously. They had to be to get to the levels they did, but there was they would just sort of charge about and that was it. And, you know, what you, what you liked is people like Ronaldinho who could do things and sort of trick you so he'd knew, know what you were going to do before you knew and things like that. And I, I, the first thing that came to mind was that goal he scored, I think it was at Stamford Bridge, but it was definitely against... Yeah, yeah. I know the goal. Chelsea, where he just sort of like did a little dummy and then almost sort of toe-poked it and sort of replayed quite a loss. And you just think, yeah, fine, I've got the same bits as you, but I, I can't do that. <laughs> yeah. Um, Mine would sort of be, do you remember, It was a, it's one of those that comes up on sort of um, goal of the season kind of compilations. It's in, there's one that gets shared on Facebook all the time. It was, is um, Michael Essien scored for Chelsea in the last minutes uh, of the game. Yeah. I think it was against Arsenal. And a bit like that 1970 Brazil Carlos Alberto goal where he, someone lays it across and he arrives from nowhere, completely off camera. Anyway, it was the last kick of the game. Someone squares the ball to, to Essien. It just runs in, thumps it fairly low, just off the ground, and it starts off miles wide of the goal. So much so, the fans behind that section of the, of the, of the of, in the stand are just sort of raising their arms to sort of brace themselves. And at the last minute, it swerves up at an impossible trajectory and just nestles in the corner. And the goalie just sort of looks at it and says, yeah, "What do you expect me to do with that? It's ridiculous." <laughs> so my answer is probably some kind of hybrid of the two of those. Both at Stamford Bridge, I think that was weird. Um, some kind of weird shot that defies physics a little bit. It swerves, it bends, it blasts in, and also a little bit of a shimmy, a shuffle that sort of beats the defender. Something that you'll see back and go, "Yeah, flipping heck, how, how has he done that?" How far out are you? Because I really want to visualise it for when I recreate it. Yeah, of course. When you get the digital technology that Pele's got. Yeah. Well, that he has. Maybe you could buy that. He doesn't need it anymore. <laughs> he got access to like ten years. Um, <clears throat> FM FM in ten years. FM thirty two. Yeah. Um. How far out? Maybe sort of as a left back, I could sort of be coming in from the the flank. Maybe about ten yards outside the box, perhaps. So I could sort of swerve it. If you can imagine coming in from the left, sort of swerve it towards the far post. So maybe with me left. Outside of my foot and curling round, I'm getting it's just, it's getting a bit convoluted here, isn't it? It's going nice. to be from quite a way out, I think, and I'm just going to belt it. Okay, I love that even in your wildest fantasy, you're still a fullback. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fair enough. This is a bit like sometimes you know when you like fantasize about what your football career would be like. Hmm. Mine, mine's always like, oh yeah, I was at Rovers as a kid and played like. 50 games over three seasons, then got released and went to like fucking Telford or something because <laughs> you got to keep it realistic. <laughs> yeah. You, you, even in your own fantasy, you know, you're not going to be playing for Barcelona. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, didn't make it, so he opened a sports shop. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Moved to the Brunei Premier League. <laughs> uh, now we're talking. Good. I like that. I could really imagine that. It's, it's somehow, even though I've seen the visualization of Pele's, I can actually picture yours more clearly. 
I mean, I do picture you as you look now playing for an under-8s team and belting this 30-yard goal home, which is quite weird. <laughs> Did I send you that picture of 10-year-old me? Because he could, he could do it. That's uh, weird out of context, isn't it? <laughs> no, you did not send me that picture of you as a child. It, it's, it's, uh, I was in it, my prime at 10. It's, uh, it's, it's completely safe for work, so don't worry about that. It's, um, yeah, not that, kind of, not that kind of podcast, are we? No. It's okay. As we've opened two of our gifts, I think we should maybe uh, have a break. And what I'm going to do is do a little recap of the year in terms of the things we've achieved, because I'm sure none of us really keep track of what we've actually achieved. We just... I know I know what I've achieved. It's just nothing. <laughs> I mean, on the podcast. Uh, Still nothing. <laughs> <laughs> no, we, we've actually, in 2023, our majority of our content, as we all know, has been the In The Mix episodes. And through this year, we've actually come across some pretty meaty landmarks, I would say as well as surpassing 50 episodes of In The Mix in, in November was our 50th. We've also done 26 episodes of Wardy, which is over 50 stories. And I think that's quite good going. Additionally, we've ticked off 11 new countries on our challenge to think of an interesting story from every country in the world, which means we're up to 19. So we've done more countries this year than we did last we're on the way, I think, to greater success. Thank you, Daz. Wow. Yeah, no, it's been it's been good fun, guys. It really has. Consider this your PDR as well. I would say, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, included in the Wardy stuff, I just want to go through a really quick summary of some of the stories we've covered because if you are listening if it's a new year and you're checking out a new podcast and you've come across this which and, and, you're, and you're still here yeah and you, you're still listening i just want to go through i'm just going to list a load of stuff that we've covered this year from wardy from the 1920s to the 1960s and i'll probably speed it up because i quite like to do that just a bit of a moment to sit back and reminisce here we go we have had one-armed Canadians, Gas Mask Soccer, Wilf the Dilf Minter, <laughs> the development of the offside rule, the debut of radio commentary, the first penalty kick, a northern rhymesmith, George Allison's testicle surgery, <laughs> Bristol Rovers' biggest defeat, the North versus the South, walking football, Russian panto villains, indefinite extra time, death, Robbery, the Hinkley Hypnotist, Big Dick Duckworth, Jose San Filippo, Stocky Summers, Groundhog Day in Leeds, The Watford Fuse Thieves, Rob Bryden's Netflix series covering Gillingham's trip to Barrow, Accrington Stanley going bust, and having their washing machine repossessed. Plus, lots and lots of weather and northern bashing. Mm. Plenty of that. Some, some good stuff. <laughs> Some good stuff, some nonsense, some decent characters. Time flow. Lots of good stuff in the Wardy. Also worth mentioning that the countries we've ticked off, if anyone wants to go back and listen, uh, we started off the air by me doing a story about South Sudan. Then Tom did Sri Lanka. We invited TTM Sport to come and do Mauritius. 
I did Latvia. Baxter did his first national challenge with Cuba halfway through the year. Tom picked up with Laos. I did France. Baxter did Croatia. Tom did India. Baxter did the Solomon Islands. And the last one of the year was when I did Brunei. Next to come is Tom's Japan very soon, I think. Very soon. And we also did a couple of one-off specials where we challenged each other to do some weird and wonderful things. We did the non-league challenge where all three of us came up with the ultimate non-league football club in the summer. I thought that was quite a fun one. Probably worth going back and checking if you're a groundhopping nerd who likes to, you know, divulge in that sort of stuff. Mm. And we also did the um, uh, rule changes, which... (laughs) Did get a little bit silly, <laughs> <laughs> but all for the all for the greater good. I think I think some of these rules definitely do warrant being considered in the future. So FA, if you're listening, we're here and get involved. Yeah, we're not we're not that expensive. We're in here. Of... We're incredibly cheap. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, that's a good way of putting it. And um, we'll breathe life into your dying sport. <laughs> I think that, that's actually a good way of putting it. <laughs> And as well as that, unfortunately, some of the pint of football favourites have passed away throughout the year. I want to give specific shout out to Coolio, Darius and Andrew Ward, the, the writer of Football Strangest Stories. All three passed away. The real ones. <sighs> real, the real ones. And there's only one person to blame for these three deaths. And I've I've been doing some research trying to work out if there's some sort of link between the three deaths. And there's only one thing that that I could find. You'll never guess how many goals Aaron Ramsey scored in 2022. (laughs) Oh, dear. Oh, no. He's on a rampage again. He scored three goals in 2022. And there have been three pint of football favourites deaths. He really needs to be stopped. He, he needs to be stopped. Pick one's mayonnaise. Quality mayonnaise, dips, dressing and sauces that are mixed with love and flair. Pick what you want. Ah, oh, yeah. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewellery from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I have some facts about Pele's commercial partnerships. Yes. Okay. Would you like some facts about Pele's commercial partnerships? Yes, please. Quite good. It's not that good. It's all right. Anyway, I knew he loved the pound note and Mm -hmm. um, 
would basically do anything. So I wanted to see what he did. And some of it's quite good. Some of it's just a bit dull. But, you know, I'll try and rattle through them. Um, there is a game called Pele Soccer, which came out in 1981 on the Atari. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Couldn't find any oh. footage of it, unfortunately. But there is an advert with Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, who I think is a basketball personality. That's and right. Mario Andretti, who was an IndyCar champion. So I don't know how this football game plays if there's basketball people and racing drivers in it. Wait. Oh, I think I've I had like a hooky Atari twenty six hundred, and I think I've actually played this game. Nice. Um, don't ruin it for me. It's 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 not good. Oh, never mind. He also did, as we all know, Escape to Victory, which I imagine he took a few quid for. That was eighty one as well. In nineteen ninety eight. He was involved in a multi-million campaign for Visa in Hong Kong. Um, a couple of years later, 2006, he took on the role of promoting MasterCard for the World Cup in Germany. Now, I would have thought that's not the done thing, advertising Visa and MasterCard. That would be like advertising Coke and Pepsi. I think that they're the same thing with a different label on. That's my conspiracy theory. Coke and Pepsi? Yeah. It's, well, the, Pelly... same, it's the same vat that's put it in different cans. Maybe, yeah. Like um, that Simpsons episode, and they've got Duff Light, <laughs> Duff Dry, and something else, and they all come out the same pipe. Duff from Sweden. Yeah. Um, Pele advertised Pepsi in 1975 and Coke in 2001. The big one, which we all know, was in 2002, when Pele was named as Japan's first educational ambassador for erectile dysfunction. Huh. Don't need to add much to that, do I? It's just funny. I didn't know that uh, Pele had erectile dysfunction. Well, he claimed afterwards. He claimed afterwards that he never used Viagra himself, but was happy to promote it. So you know, make of that yeah. what you will. He, yeah, he did a film called Pele Forever. He released a book. He sang. He sang a few songs. He released a couple of albums. Nice. He um he <laughs> endorsed some ecological sandals made with recycled tire parts. Wow. And then probably most uninteresting, he worked with the swimmer, Michael Phelps, to promote the Subway's low-fat range. So there we go. At least he Eric... didn't work with Jared from Subway. <clears throat> yeah. yeah. That would have tarnished him. I mean, he worked with everyone else, so I'm sure there's other people who have subsequently been cancelled. But yeah, that was that was Pele and his uh, off-the-field arrangements. Didn't he once try and sell his hair to be made into diamonds? I'd forgotten <gasps> about I'd forgotten about that until just that second. Pele, uh, can't say I've uh, heard about that. Obviously, you're not as, as serious Pele fans as as, no. as, as I am. I can't um, even name all of Pele's pubes. <laughs> <laughs> um, yet they are. 2014. Pele's hair has been turned into diamonds. So he didn't try. He succeeded. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. The sparklers are made during a high pressure, high temperature process during which the hair is charred. Like, just telling you how to make diamonds, that's nothing to do with Pele. <laughs> wow. The collector's piece is made up of over 1,200 diamonds, one for each of the goals scored. Yeah, yeah. Worth around £4,500. <laughs> so there we go. Can we make my hair into diamonds? I don't think you can do much anymore. Yeah. But saying so that, I don't say know. That might mean we get to like retire and do this full time. I don't know if he had much of a say in Well, he obviously had some say in it because it was his hair, but I don't know how he much how much of the process he did. Yeah. 
Maybe, yeah, maybe that's why his 1981 game ended up being really bad because he he made sure that he, as well as endorsing these products, was at the heart of making them as well. Yeah. <laughs> that's why he couldn't come to Europe, isn't it, and play because he was too busy doing this. I would love to program the Atari. I am Pele. I can do, I can do anything. Developing his Viagra <laughs> over in Japan. I haven't got time for this. <laughs> you need Pele to help satisfy your wife? <laughs> Take Pele Viagra. I don't use it. <laughs> wink, wink. I was going to say there's just a big theatrical. Yeah, ding. <laughs> Daz, do you do you did you buy a gift for yourself while you were gifting? Uh, I've got three more gifts actually. Oh, how long is this episode? It's a New Year's special, so it's fine. It's absolutely fine. I tell myself. Um, Let's let's crack on because yeah, this is the same as when you're at home and you know you finished opening your presents. Everyone else is still like in the second present and it gets really annoying after a while. So Baxter, you're up again. Yeah, um, we've already had one and three. I'll go five then. Thank you. Five. Oh, okay, that's quite good. Um, so there's been a lot going on in the world of football in 2023. So it'd take a brave person to pick out the pint of football highlight of the year. That is your task. Of all the stuff that's happened in the world of football in 2023, I'm sure you can't remember it all off the top of your head. What what sticks out for you as we end the year, as, as the highlight of the year? There's been quite a few silly random bits that we just sort of go off on tangents and probably end up getting cut out for legal reasons or just reasons that would only make sense to us three. So it's hard to pick something like that. I really enjoyed the non-league club series because that got to show what we really think about football and what we really enjoy and don't enjoy about the game. Um, Probably though, and it's probably an obvious answer as well, but the AGM last year, because we got to see Mac lift a trophy we got to meet the big fairy nightmare that is the mascot. I don't mean Robbie <laughs> Savage. I mean the actual lion <laughs> that roams around the pitch. Um, and we saw the Neil Dans, whoever he plays for again, Guyana. Yeah. Guyana International in the flesh. Um, loads of goals to booth, loads of beers. I ran into a vending machine. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah it, it's, I think that it's hard to top that. Yeah. And yeah. if you haven't seen the video, then, you know, we might tweet it again. It could have only been better if a sandwich had fallen out of the vending machine, as I anticipated. Yeah. It was a very robust vending machine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Obviously, a lot of people have tried and failed what you tried to do, Max. Mm. Maybe we should have all, at the same time, timed our run and give it one big pint of football blast. <laughs> all shouting pint of football as we ran into it yeah <laughs> sonny 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 <laughs> yeah no I, I'd agree I think I think yeah the AGM it is uh, definitely for me as well I think the highlight of the year the agam um okay well that was quite um painless <laughs> so Tom you've got either number two or number four to pick Four. Four. Right. 
So your gift is one of optimism, Tom. And I know that you recently stated that in 2023, you were planning to rejoin humanity. I think the, the word you used <laughs> were. <laughs> that sounds like something I'd say. So I think this is the perfect gift for you. What I want you to do is I would like you to go ahead and make a football-related New Year's resolution. Uh, it could be a, a milestone of grounds. It could be personal achievement you want to do. Hmm. I think, like, my resolution is to stop getting annoyed about Bristol Rovers and just, like, find a new team to support when I go to Glo- when I move to Gloucester. Just, in- just enjoy myself. This you got um until I move, I'm gonna watch Cribs because like they actually might win the win the Hellenic League, which would be good because I always enjoy going to Cribs. And then we've got Slimbridge around the corner from where I'm going, and also uh, a friend of mine goes to Gloucester City every week. So I guess just um just to start enjoying football rather than arguing about it mm-hmm. would be good. I think um. I... <sighs> I guess you'd still want to carry on supporting the guest girls. Oh yeah, definitely. Nice, I like that. I don't know. It's like it's, it's Rovers just so toxic now. Yeah, maybe maybe we'll put them in room one hundred and one as well. <laughs> that should have been your answer. <laughs> Joey Barton. <laughs> yeah. Well, that then means there's one gift left in the sack, which I'm gonna pull out and what oh. <laughs> you're pulling out the sack cool. what I'm going to oh, annoyingly I've just realised I've probably left myself the most difficult one so what I'm going to attempt to do is very briefly give the listeners who perhaps haven't tried ground hopping as a neutral or even going to away games before to try and inspire them going to give the gift of ground hopping and what that entails a poor unfortunate souls what that basically entails is i've got to try and give you a ground to go and visit as a neutral to try and get you hooked on the concept of ground hopping what's it all about where's good to go if you're just going to go to one ground and make that your entry in which ground are you going to pick and it's really difficult because as as you guys will know i've now been to it's like 223 grounds and i was really hoping that the one in five chance of me picking this wasn't going to happen so i'd really given it any thought so i'm going to need a minute okay you should have tried to you should have kept it to one side really shouldn't you oh yeah i could have just cheated and Swap yeah. numbers depending on what you picked. You know what? I think I'm actually going to pick one that me and Tom went to, and it did end in tears because yeah. of the train journey home. But I think when we went to Redditch, Redditch was great. Yeah it it <clears throat> was it was probably one of the top twenty grounds I've been to. 
it's very character filled. There was quite a lot of fans there at the time. Reddit were playing really bad, but still managed to win. The, I think this was like the first win in about twenty games that we managed to see. Yeah, it was there. Was, there was a saved pen, if I remember rightly. There was all sorts of stuff going on, but uh, a bit of bit of argy bargy um, in the away end. Yeah, non-eating fans abusing their own player. Oh yeah, yeah, there was that. Yeah, <laughs> so I think if I was to give an overview of the day and and why it was so good the ground itself is great you can actually go in the clubhouse and if you want if you if you want to sit and have a beer in the clubhouse you can still get a really good view of the game because it has like a overarching basically the clubhouse is above the seating so you get a real good view of the pitch and the game or you can go out obviously it's it's probably a five-minute walk from the train station, so you don't have to worry about driving if you want to have a few beers. There's loads of decent pubs nearby. Me and Tom, that's that's the danger we actually got into, was that the game finished at quarter to five, and we were like, oh, we'll go check out a couple of pubs before we head back. Ended up having too many drinks with those. Was it Plymouth fans, randomly? Uh, yeah, Plymouth fans and Weatherspoons. Yeah. Which was a nice spoons that one as well. But anyway, yeah, we ended up having too many beers there, and then ended up just going on a train that went from, I think it was like Bromsgrove, <laughs> Bromsgrove to Litchfield, and it yeah. was just one of those trains that goes back and forth, back and, back forth. and forth, back and, and forth. I, I felt myself, west, I east felt, to west. I felt myself like putting my head on the table, scared. I'm just gonna rest my eyes. And then Daz did the same, and then before you know it, like. Three and a half hours had passed, and we were stranded. It's funny because I kept waking up, but we we both kept waking up and looking at each other, and then just not doing anything about it. This is hopeless. And then yeah. there was like a bunch of like teens that came on, and we're all talking about their court dates. So I was like, ah, yeah. oh, I feel unsafe, but I can't wake up. So yeah, but yeah. aside from that element of it. In terms of going down to try a ground hop, if you live anywhere in the Midlands and you think, I'm a Villa fan, I'm a Wolves, all that lot, Stoke, oh, West Brom, all, all the all the Midlandsy boys, and you think, you know what, I'm sick of this, paying 45 quid to go and see Wolves lose every week. Get yourself on the train, get to New Street, get the connection, go to Redditch and have an absolute blast. Because it's definitely, I would say, a great way to kick off um, your ground hopping career. If you if you come to me with a league team, I will recommend you a non-league team. That is my pledge to you, dear listener. I like that. I, I like, yeah, that sounds good. Yeah. When um when those six clubs were going to join the Super League, the European Super League. I basically did a tweet where I was like, hey, you could just go to this non-league club instead. So like mm-hmm. t- for Tottenham, it's like Harringay Borough. Which uh, was a great club, wasn't it? Again, really good club, really wacky ground. Yeah. And um, Man City have met a club called Main Road. And yeah, yeah there's, there's always there's alternatives. And you'll find a lot of the time it's like you go there and all the fans will be fans of the same club as you anyway, because I, I find like a lot of the time non-league clubs have allegiances to a professional club, mm. whether it's the fan base or just the club itself. 
Yeah, I think actually, I was looking the other day, I can't remember who it was, there's a club in Stoke. It might be Hanley. I think we were talking about this time, actually. Hanley yeah. Town are one of the few clubs that are really good with a club that obviously relies on higher clubs, fans coming mm-hmm. to them when they're not at their own club. And they're very open to Stoke and Vale, which makes it quite nice. But I think, you know, you guys live in or sort of supporting Bristol Rovers. I think you probably find there aren't many clubs in Bristol that are completely neutral. No, not really. Mangersfield used to be a Rovers club, but I'm not sure if that's the case anymore. Yeah, it's probably just two anyway. running it at the time, but yeah. yeah. I um, digress. Yeah. So there you go. Get to Redditch, or if you're not anywhere near Redditch, tweet Planet Football at POF underscore reviews, and we will pledge, as Tom says, to give you a better alternative to your club. Or I'll just give you somewhere really out of the way to be a dick. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I love Man FC. <laughs> to be fair, that probably would be good fun still. Moozle. Mousel. Whatever they're called. Mousehole. Them, yes. It's it's Mousel, believe it or not. Doesn't make sense. Every, every, every like Western League fan I've spoken to despises Mousel. They're just like they're the weekend runner. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It would be annoying, especially if you had to play in midweek. There's a reason that there was a max exodus of the Western League. Yeah. But anyway. Oh, yeah. Still a good league there. As long as Welton is still there. Yeah. <laughs> Welton are going to leave the Western League anytime soon. They've been there for like 300 years. Yeah. Shall we move on to Baxter's possibly festive, possibly not festive quiz? <laughs> It's yeah, it's not festive in the slightest, and it's that familiar one where it's a simple question with lots of answers, and we keep going between us until someone either gets it wrong or doesn't have an answer. So this, yeah, yeah, rubbish. This um, question has forty-two answers, so settle in, guys. Might be in for a long one. I just need to maximize it so I can see them all on the screen, so I know when you've said it. So the idea is you can't repeat what's been said before, which is why it might be hard and it's why I needed them all on one screen at the same time. And the question is teams that have been relegated from the Premier League. Simple as that. I need you to name me a team that's been relegated from the Premier League. There are 42 of them. And I don't know who wants to go first. doesn't really matter. But one of them. One at a time. Nice and quick one. The Barclays, rather than the <laughs> the, the the rebranded um, whatever crap it is now, yeah, rather than like ever been relegated from the top division, A- absolutely. So since it's been the Premier League, which is thirty one seasons now, I think, I think someone correct me, um, but yes, that is what I mean. You're asking the wrong guy. Yeah, true enough. So, Daz, I don't know if you want to go first or if you want to give to Tom. The first few doesn't really matter because I'm sure you you. Can both think of a few. Yeah, I'll go first. I'm quietly All confident right, th- about this. Okay, so does give me a team that have been relegated from the Premier League. Aston Villa. Correct. Fulham. Yeah. Birmingham City. So does uh, sorry, Tom. That means you're up next. Uh, Swindon Town. 
Yeah, correct. Blackburn Rovers. Yeah, also correct. Swansea City. Uh, yep. <laughs> this is really hard to keep up with. Bolton Wanderers. Yeah. Cardiff City. Correct. Burnley. Correct. Burnley. Burnley. Reading. Correct. Charlton Athletic. Very good. QPR. That's right as well. Canal. Derby County. Yeah. Have they been in the Premier League? Right. The um, lowest scoring thingy ever, wasn't it? Two thousand. Ah, uh, yeah, that's right. Two thousand and eight. Yeah. Oh, cock. Um. Barnsley. Barnsley is right. Oh, I wasn't sure about that. Leeds United. Leeds United is correct. Leicester City. Leicester City is correct. <laughs> Middles Middlesbrough. Yeah. I don't think this is right. Blackpool. Blackpool is right. Yes. Of course, of course it is. They were in the Premier League with Holloway, weren't they? Yeah. Yeah, we saw... Don't you remember, Tom? A few years later, we saw Marlon Harewood as a sub for Worcester oh, City yes. in the Conference North. Lovely. <laughs> After scoring a hat-trick on his Premier... Well, his, his Blackpool <clears throat> Premier League debut. I remember he came onto the pitch and did the, like, kiss the grass and make a crucifix thing, which I thought was quite ridiculous that... <laughs> Conference North, North. North, there you go. <laughs> yeah, everyone's got yeah. their rituals. Yeah, it was enjoyable. Um, anyway, going back to this, can we have Norwich City? You can't. That's not the most obvious one. Uh, West Ham United. West Ham is correct. I will take Newcastle United. Mm-hmm. Yeah, another right one. About halfway through, by the looks, maybe a bit more. It's not bad. They doing well. What would have repeated each other by now? Gotta hurry, eh? Sunderland. Yeah. Lovely. Portsmouth. Portsmouth is right as well. Coventry City. Coventry City is correct. Reading. <gasps> ah! Point goes has, to Tom. Has Tom already said Reading? Tom already said Reading. Ah. Uh, for some reason, I can I remember know. very clearly who was in the Premier League when we were at uni. Mm. And Reading and Bolton were in that category. My favourite... Go on, sorry. I was going to say my favourite statistic about Reading <laughs> being in the Premier League is Leroy Lita, and I don't know if this still stands, is the only player to score home and away against the top four in that season. So he was a, a real Lita. player player for the big game but well done, well what, done Tom well done Tom absolutely you didn't, didn't see that one coming so from my very rubbish scrawlings the ones we didn't get or were yet to get I should say I don't want to do anyone out of potential answers we didn't get Bournemouth Bradford Crystal Palace Huddersfield Hull Ipswich Man City Norwich City you did get uh, Nottingham Forest Oldham Sheffield United Sheffield Wednesday Southampton Stoke Watford West Brom Wigan Wimbledon and Wolves oh, yeah. Oldham You're... were in the Premier League Oldham were yeah. in the Premier League very briefly but they were in the Premier League my, my my technique for that game was to just go alphabetically which is 
yeah, well, I, I, Reading must have been said quite early because in my head I was going, you know, alphabetically. That's why probably there were so many W ones you said at the end there. <laughs> I was just waiting, a... waiting to get to W, like, come on, kind of Thomas of West Ham. That's a nice uh, tactic to have because you were right. You, you got your first couple in order. Um, you went Villa Birmingham, and it was technically Villa Barnsley Birmingham, but you know you still yeah. went back. For, you went back for them, so that's all good. Yeah, uh, Do you want to know where Leroy Lita is now? Oh, he's had a right career, hasn't he? Hensford Town. We could have him in the <laughs> other game, couldn't we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. we really could. <laughs> yeah, maybe we'll save that for next year or this year, <laughs> whenever you're listening to this. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. I think the only thing that's left to say is it's time for the final time slash first time, depending on when we're going to release this, for Tom to whip out his cracker and tell us a joke. Goodness gracious me. Before that, I want to say, um, I want to give a shout out to a fella on Twitter called Matthew Gurney, who, um, you know, the Spotify wrapped thing, that you do that shows you what you've been listening to. Um, we somehow are his most listened to podcast. So at least one person's listening. <laughs> Thanks, Matt. Thanks, Matt. Matteo Gernaldo is his Pele yeah. name. We all need a Pele name. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's the marketing scheme we should go with for next year. If you, tweet, a... if you tweet us, we'll give you a Pele name. Yeah. A Pele I'm name, one of those memes um, that's like, um, find your Pele name. We'll also tell you your yeah. greatest goal. The first, the first initial of your name and the street you grew up on, that kind of thing, isn't it? Yeah. All of the answers are just bicycle kick, worldy, <laughs> chip, chips, eight defenders. I thought you were going to say just Pele. <laughs> <laughs> the answers are just Pele. Yeah, for the name. Yeah, yeah. It's Pele, but they replaced the P with the letter of your actual first name. So you'd be Bele. Bellend. Hey. We. I say, I say, I say, lads. What do you say? My boss told me to have a good day, so I went home. Hey. <laughs> Football Tom Does Backs, donations from Kiss Podcast, in the mix coming at you fast, strange football bits from the past, bringing you those warty facts, grab a nail, sit back, relax, guaranteed you'll have a blast, email in, we don't do facts. Sports Social Podcast Network. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to, has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.